You are listening to The Segment Podcast, and this is episode 125 with Mike Bush. Episodes of The Segment Podcast are brought to you by the following companies. YT Industry, Live Uncaged. Check out the variety of YT bikes that are available to you direct to consumer for your budget and your shredding needs. A full line of great bikes at YT Industries. Also, big thank you going out to Tasco MTB. Tasco MTB apparel for you on and off the trail. Take a look at them as well as a discount code in the show notes below to help you save a buck or two as well as support the channel through that affiliate link. Kenda Tires. Thank you so much to Kenda Tires. They will be on board for this next year of 2024. Kenda Tires. Get the traction you deserve. 60 Helmets. Thank you so much to 60 Helmets. Next level brain protection. Did you know that an oblique strike and rotation is the same damage as a person with and without a helmet? Take a look at the technology that they're putting out there to help reduce slow and high speed impact, especially the rotational impact that we will get when we are in motion. So the big thing is going out to 6D helmets. Etney's shoes from a skateboarder Grom as a kid and now to a mountain biker as an adult. I am so stoked that Etney's shoes is going from the skate game into the MTV world. Take a look at Etney's shoes. I do have a sick discount code for all of you listeners out there to save you a major discount. So take a look at the promo code in the show notes below. And lastly, Thank you for the partnership to Kapu Coffee. Those guys helped make a signature coffee blend called The Sender. And 25% of the proceeds of that coffee goes to charity, which is called Making Spirits Bright. And it helps get kids outside and on bikes. With that being said, and with no further ado, let's get on over to the show. Hi. I'm Mark Hill, and this is the segment, The Podcast. I believe in human's potential, that the ultimate expression of oneself is achievable. And we all have that urge, that need to progress and become better. And I feel that the trail can help us do that. Whether it's overcoming fears, learning from mistakes, taking calculated trail risks, or building those long-lasting friendships. It's all progression. Join me as I speak with folks who are moving from the ordinary to the extraordinary, and let's catch them on their journey towards the KOM of their life. Welcome to the segment. Let's go. Yeah. Yo, what's up, Senders? I am here. Mike Bush is here. What's up, Mike? What's going on, man? Stoked to be to be part of this, and uh, and it's it's gonna be fun. We, I think, we have a good show lined up, and uh, and for us, like, I don't know. For me, it's I've never done a podcast before, but um, being you know just being able to talk to a friend about mountain bikes and and the journey and and what I'm doing and and what we have going on as a community is just gonna be it's gonna be pretty rad. So. Yeah, dude, I'm stoked that I, I'm able to get you here on the segment podcast. Folks, you guys are in for a treat. MTB Kook is the handle on Instagram. Check them out. Mike Bush is doing some great things out there. And I can see we have folks in the audience 
Mike, we're going to go ahead and just say what's up with the chat. Uh, basically, on the podcast, it is completely like interactive with the with the live chat. So um, looks like, and I always give a whole shout award out to the first person on the show to make a comment. And today's whole shot award is going out to it's going out to Miami, Florida. Not by Q and A says. I guess I'm not sleeping tonight. Hey, <laughs> all the way from Florida, jeez. Yeah, okay. yeah. So, so what's man. what's up? That is Johnny Yu and Lauren Yu. And if you guys are out there listening in podcast land, Johnny just had a podcast. He's actually a fellow podcaster, mountain bike podcaster. He had a show last night. Uh, so that is up there on Spotify. So tune in to the Johnny Yu show as well. He had a good one last night. We got out of Durango, Colorado, but is on a road trip. Spokesman MTB. He says, no, you're not. <laughs> He'll be sleeping later. So um spokesman is actually going to be in southern california or is in southern california as we speak right now so he is doing the full-on tour uh we're gonna head on over to lake tahoe we got trail pimp in the house uh north star local out there what's up trail pimp he says hello homies good to see you brother and uh we are going to be rocking and rolling we got air blair in the audience tonight he says what's up mtv family you know me you know mr blair mr air blair yeah. Yeah. Blair's in the house, uh, representing Laguna Beach, California. And we got MTB TNA out of Miami saying, hold up. I was on here first. Johnny just con commented first. <laughs> we got to do a, we got to do a full on whole shot award for for Miss MTB TNA. Look at look, looking for it here, looking for the sound effects. Ladies and gentlemen, the whole shot award. Mike, it's going out to MTB TNA. Love it. Love it. TNA. <laughs> I don't know if that's coming with the headphones or if that's going through the system, but that was an applause for you, Miss Lauren. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look at this. We got Bentonville in the house joining us tonight from Arkansas. Scott Ripple and the Narkansas is in. He says, what up, fellas? What's up, Scott? Good to see you, bro. Bentonville. Have you been to Bentonville, Mike? I haven't. That'd be like a, a dream to go out there and go ride and go hang oh, out with man. everybody out there. Oh, it's so good. If you do go, I'll make sure that you get hooked up with the Narkansas. Though that group of guys out there, grassroots, and just pick you up from the airport, show you all the trails, That's take you to all the great spots, and then drop you off. There, yeah, super, yeah. Sick. super sick. Yeah. Uh, but Mike, let's get into let's get into uh, a little bit of this. I'm gonna roll a clip from something we did. A little something. I shouldn't. I shouldn't say we. You did a little something this weekend. Little, uh, you, little. Can say, you can say we. You guys all had a big part <laughs> in it, too. I wasn't the only one. So The, the, MTB, the MTB community did a little something this weekend that sparked from, from your idea. And what it did was created something incredible, not only just for the local MTB community, but for the people of Maui. And folks out there, here's a little sneak peek of what uh, Mr. Mike and I got into this weekend. Check this out. <laughs> Get it. Yeah, wow. How much of a banger was that right off the bat? Dude, that was, that was, 
that was insane. <laughs> that was insane. That was such a fun day. So you put out the call probably a month and a half ago looking yeah, for probably. backers and yeah, probably a month ago. I was just, you know, I mean, the way that it all kind of started is, uh, you know, I work for a company called June shine and, and one of our co-founders in there for us, he's, uh, um, he's originally from Maui and, um, and, uh, and then we have some, some friends out there and one of our, our, our local mountain bike, uh, women, Sabrina, um, she's always in Maui. Her boyfriend's from Maui. He's a pro surfer yeah. out there. And, um, and so I just so happened to be on the, on the trail one day and I was just like, you know, what can I be doing? And I just see everybody rolling around and I'm just like, you know what? All I know how to do is just, let's get the mountain bike community together and let's try to do something. And, and, um, and it just sparked from there. I just had this wild idea and, um, and I've always been like into like charitable kind of things and, and doing stuff. I mean, when the paradise fire happened, I was up there doing stuff up there and just, just trying to help out and give back to the community as much as I could. And, um, and I know how strong the mountain bike community is. And so I wanted to, to, to just get everybody together and see mm -hmm. what kind of from a, a, a company standpoint, how much we can collect and what we can do from um, from products and, and do a fun, cool raffle um, and raffle out to all the people and give back to them for them and their uh, generosity and their donations. Right. And so um, we were able to do that and and uh, and raise a little more than six thousand dollars to to give back to, to Maui. And and I was just so excited and just so pumped on like just how crazy of a turnout. I mean, you were there. How crazy. I think we had like a little over 130 people show up. Um, oh my God. I think our ride was somewhere around, uh, I think we were trying to count somewhere around like almost 70 riders were, um, were on the trail with us. Um, some split off obviously towards the end. Um, but um, and in total, I think we had somewhere around 70 riders on there. Um, it was just, it was an insane day. It was, it was, I was a hundred miles an hour everywhere. Just, you know, <laughs> I don't know. I just, it was it was all over the place. I was trying to man the 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 ticket booth with my wife and thank props to her and thank you to her for for helping out too and and everybody that that jumped in and AJ and everybody that jumped in and helped out and um and yourself and just all the donations, man. I mean, it was I was blown away. We had like seven tables full of just everything. So Dude, even was, even before we took off, uh, AJ was like, "We need another table." We, I mean. I know if we start listing off the companies, we're, we're going to miss a couple companies okay. and we definitely don't mean to do that. But I mean, some of the companies that, that Mike, that you remember that donated yeah. to this event. Who, um, oh, who man, ones. I mean, look, I think the, the biggest shout out I have to give right now and because I want him to, to hear this too is Don from Squat Moto. This is a moto guy that mountain bikes. Um, uh, he is got a big podcast as well. He's, well-known in the moto industry and he helped out so much he got us a lot of really good stuff like fast house came through o'neill came through Leot, um this big moto company called fxr that now is into the mountain bike gear they dropped off a ton of stuff yeah i saw um, that stuff yeah yeah i mean one of the craziest ones that that dropped by that i didn't even reach out to was decine and they, yeah they came out of nowhere with a big, huge box of Dekine bags. Like they had build a trail builder bags in there. They had all kinds of crazy good stuff to, for us to give out. And it was just, it was insane. I mean, Austin from Troyley Designs came through with a bunch of helmets and stuff. Um, 
I would plug something. I don't know if I'm supposed to, but I'm going to say it. Andrew with Vans. I mean, he yes. helped this con that yeah. big ass bench. <laughs> How classic was that thing? I'm going to tell you right now, the, the, the big van shoe, the, uh, what is it? I'm going to probably butcher this, but the Trolley designs, I think it's a D4 full face downhill helmet. Um, and then the big grand prize, me yeah. giving the, the, the YT dirt love dirt jumper, which um, was by the way, for the folks that are listening, YT definitely backed this event, but that was your bike, correct? Yeah, that was hundred percent mine. I bought that bike. Like, I don't know, probably. 10 months ago, nine months ago. And it just sat in my garage. Like I, I've always been a big dirt jumper and I wanted to get back into it. And with some of the local trails that got kind of just ran over by some motorized motorcycle things, you know, um, yeah. uh, kind of wrecked the trails. And so, uh, the bike just sat in my garage and I never touched it. It just sat there. And, wow. um, and when I started, when I started thinking about doing this charity ride, um, the first instantaneously thing was like, I got to get people really excited about coming here and I have this brand new bike sitting in my garage that I'm not going to ride. Um, let's just donate it. Let's give it up. Let's, let's, let's throw somebody out. And, and through that process, it was probably only like maybe a week before the event. I was like, I'm going to reach out to Dylan Stark. Actually I reached out to his girlfriend, Brittany first. Yeah, and I wanted to rip her. <laughs> a major ripper. Um, I reached out to her and was like, "Hey, like, you know, Dylan, he's got this big following, but you know, finding people probably through his DMs is probably insane." So, I reached out to her. She got it all hooked up. I met with them. He signed the frame, which was awesome. Um, you know, everybody likes to get something that's signed by somebody like that's, and especially Dylan's a local dude that just unbelievably talented on a bike. So, oh yeah. Um, and so having that, I just was like, this is awesome. And I was super thankful that they took the time out of their day to meet up with me and, and, uh, and make that happen. So it was, it was, it was rad. I mean, between those three items, they had all the tickets. Yeah. Like a lot of stuff had like, a, like five, 10 tickets in it. No, yeah. these items were like, like heavy, heavy. heavy. <laughs> yeah. And so it was kind of wild that those three items like were, were the top items, but and the shoe of all things. Yes. Well, I saw that the shoe. Speaking of, what's up, Andrew Mapstone? We're talking yeah, about the big ass shoe. Who was uh did it was that autograph? Did I see an autograph on the shoe itself? Yeah. Um, it was uh autographed by Steve Andorian himself. Oh yeah, oh damn, wow. Um, That's pretty epic. Oh. Yeah, and randomly, I mean Austin from uh from TLD, he won the shoe and he really wanted it like more than anything in the world that he wanted that thing. So it was, yeah, it was rad. I love right. Andrew's over here in the corner, size 66. Yeah, I think it was a size 66 shoe. How wild was that, man? That's that so was so wild. Andrew, yeah. in the comments, let us know how does one think of building a shoe like that? Are they just like, you know what, guys? I'm going to punch a 66 in the, uh, the old confuser here and see what pops out the other end. <laughs> Is that how it goes? Yeah. Remember, oh. Vans, Vans was founded in 1966. So oh, and shoe for it. That makes sense. That mm -hmm. makes 100 percent mm -hmm. sense. Oh, dude, that that's so rad. I love it. Off the wall, Vans. Yeah, shout out to Andrew <laughs> Mavstone. So yeah. good. Yeah, Matthew's so, legend. So all these things came out, and uh, boy, when I, I mean, 
there were so many companies. It, it's just insane. That was cool mm-hmm. that Decline showed up out of nowhere. That was pretty awesome. That was really awesome. Um, the sponsors, the supporters of this show, I just sent in your flyer, and uh, immediately they were like, "Oh, of course! Like we'll, we'll overnight this stuff over there, and this and that." And yeah, I thought that was cool. Everybody, yeah, six B just- came in and and dropped the the helmet and the hat and a few things. That was that was awesome of them to do too. Um, yeah. I do have to give a shout out. Um, I'm really bad with names, so I'm sorry, but the guy from Unspoken, Brett Hall, Unspoken, yeah. yes, hey, he came through with a bunch of stuff too, which was super rad as well. And oh, so I was stoked on his support too, and and just I mean everybody versus tires came through, and um, yes. just, just a lot of people. I mean it was it was insane. I mean just the amount of stuff that came through and and uh, was on the on the tables for for raffle. I mean. I can't tell you all the groms, like how stoked all the kids were. There were so many kids that were just at the table the whole time, just like buying one ticket. What can I get for one ticket? And <laughs> one of the kids, like one of the, he's a local ripper too. I don't know the kid's name, but I, and I, I should, but he rips on a bike and he put one ticket in the helmet box and he won the D4, like TLD. No he was so stoked and I was so stoked for him. Like it was unbelievable. Like it was such a cool, like, like, ex- like just experiencing that with him. Like he was so pumped on the whole thing. And so Dude. I was, I was stoked that it went to him. That's so cool. Dude, stoking out people and the group ride itself was awesome. Like so many all skill levels and we were all together. I think at one point I got it on GoPro in that video. I looked up and Joey goes, look at that train. And I looked up and I was in the middle of the train and mm-hmm. it it was just a line of people all the way up and then all the way across the ridge. Yeah, it was and- crazy. So I mean, from the local, like the local dog park, right? I mean, people who, who know dog park, they'll know this trail. It's called Car Crash. I literally was going off the, the bottom like jump where um, Sean was filming and he clips me at the very end. I'm the first guy and uh-huh. there's people all the way still at the very top of the trail. That's how long the train was all the way back up, which is an insane amount of people. Like I said, it's close to like almost 70 people on a bike. So it was, it was wild. Um, We had, yeah, just like we said, I mean, all ages, all skill levels. Yes. One One of my suppliers at work, who's actually a really good friend of mine who does not ride bikes at all. I got him a YT decoy um to borrow uh-huh he rode all of the trails with us what yeah it was insane that he made it through the whole thing on your on your clip that you put together from uh-huh. the, like as we're dropping into sloppies both like just after the first uh you know the wood wall ride yeah he is that him side for you and yeah yes. and you him and and he's riding sloppies never ride doesn't ride bikes besides like he rides the boardwalk or the beach cruiser, but outside of that, like never rides a mountain bike or anything. Oh my God. Yeah, I remember going past that guy. I was like, sorry, buddy. And he like made me yeah. squeeze by that. Uh, that was dope. And for the folks who have not ridden sloppy seconds, that's definitely one of those ones where you, you gotta, there's a lot of things on it. And so for a person to just go down it without barely riding a bike, that guy's got big balls. Yeah. I right. Love it. I love it, dude. That's so cool. 
Andrew yeah. Matthews is saying boner jump. Is that the last jump that you hit down yeah, there? Yeah, 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 yeah. I wasn't going to call it that, but yes. Thank you. Thank you, Matthew. <laughs> it is. It's called the boner jump at the very end. It used to be like this small little double that that was towards the bottom. That was a fun jump. And some boys from uh, San Diego, so I'll give a shout out to, to Sean and Kyler and the boys. They they built that thing up and made a super fun jump out of it. So nice. it's um, it's good. It's 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 definitely a, a little bit of a booter. And it's a, it's just a fun ender to the to the trail. That's so cool. Now I, I rode slot. I, I rode car crash twice that day and I passed it both times. Cause I was just scoping it, scoping it. Is it, is it like caseable or do you got to really send that thing? Is it trail speed? What's your. Uh, now the, the boner jump, right? Yeah. 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 No, you can, you can case it. Yeah. It's caseable. Um, I don't recommend it. I never recommend casing jumps, but <laughs> right. it never feels good. <laughs> <laughs> but if you, if you have to, uh, then yeah, I mean it. It's not going to be one of those life or death situations. You'll you'll still ride out of it and be all right, but you'll definitely know to yourself of I'm not casing that jump again. So yes, <laughs> yes, these brake levers are not my friend right now. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> is it? And then is that bono jump trail speed when you hit it, or do you got to? Yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean, I I carry trail speed pretty well, but yeah, I think most people take like two cranks into it, and you're on a you're on an e bike too. So yeah, two cranks out of the corner and just send it and you'll be good to go Ooh, going back there to get that check that yeah. off <laughs> spokesman mtv is asking for the jump line record i wonder if that's uh if that's a time that he's asking for a spokesman let us know uh do you know what he's talking about there i don't but i'm thinking like what's the um strava like, time, like strava time down it i don't know i mean i don't i don't really ever go off strava any of that because the guys who who strava those those trails they uh they bypass all the jumps. Oh, they're so just going for speed, speed. They're just yeah. going straight for speed. I mean, I've done it where I've gone for speed. I can, I can either top the leaderboard or you know be second place or something. Definitely, but now like it, hitting the jumps. Why why hit the trail if you if you don't hit the jumps, right? So <laughs> yeah, right. That's true. Oh, here he is. He's clarifying. Oh, no, jump line record. There we go. Yeah, seventy people on the trail. There it is. Yes, yeah. definitely. And yep. you, you know what's crazy about that is we did car crash intervention to sloppy mm -hmm. and i don't think there was a ball up on there at all mm -hmm. i mean we we cleaned it with everybody up, everybody up everybody down safe i mean we had one rider on intervention kind of peel off for a split second but that was before the train wasn't it yeah we had one we did have one of the one of the groms he uh he crashed but at the very i think it was like right into sloppies or something like that but he was good to go yeah. jump back up on his bike and was back at it again so um i think you know i think everybody kind of knows at the bottom of sloppies that you come up the hill and you're going to go to that step up and and yeah. that's where everybody wanted to go especially knowing that dylan was there and, and whatnot so yes everybody that, wanted was, to send it. that was insane i met a kid that day his name was cj and oh, yeah, CJ. A little ripper yep dude he pulled that that suey mm -hmm. and I was like, have you done that before? He goes, that was my first time. He goes, I was just talking to Dylan Stark and Dylan said, just, you got this, just throw your hands off. And he did. And he stuck yeah. it. And uh, AJ and I were laughing. We're like, of course. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I always just have to remind myself is like, they're 15 years old and they'll bounce. Know, they, they bounce back a little bit different than we do. Right. So. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah, they definitely do. Uh, MTV TNA is saying YouTube description says dog park. Is there a dog here? Please share dog. Yes. Do, is my dog here? 
mine's, mine's in with my wife or else I would I would bring her out, but she's in there hanging out so that she wouldn't yeah. tap yeah. out barking at the whole time. But uh, <laughs> yeah. the reason it's dog park is there's there's literally a dog park on the corner of the trail system. So there's a little gated off area for people to take their dogs and walk their dogs and have a little a little fun in the park and then a whole trail system. So I know some of the guys that come out, their wives go to the dog park and hang out with the dog. And some of the guys, they go out and rip the trails for a little bit and go back and, and get the little time in. So, yeah, um, that's such a great spot. I also love how, is it Phil's World? They've got like stuffed animal dogs on it as you're cruising yeah. through. Yeah, yeah. First time yeah, I was I, on there, I was like, what is that? What? Oh, those are stuffed animals. That's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Mappy's over here. It's originally called Weed Patch, 100%. It was called Weed Patch for a long time until uh, it then became a dog park. Interesting. Mm -hmm. I One of my one of the doctors that, uh, for my work, you know, I talked to docs. One of the doctors mm -hmm. that I talked to, he was one of the original guys out there. He's an older mountain biker. And, yeah, I remember him calling it the Weed Patch. He showed me pictures of it. And there was only a few of the trails at the time. But, uh that's that's so cool that uh, there's been guys out there ripping that place for so long. Yeah, it's been going for a long time. I mean, shoot, they used to ride. That used to be like Cameron Steele, like local legend around here in San Clemente. That used to be their spot where they'd ride moto and stuff back in the hills back there, and then um, and then it turned into a mountain bike zone. Wow, that's really cool. Uh, Mappy's saying uh, you got to talk about the guy who won the best shirt. Who was that mysterious man? Ramon. <laughs> Ramon is classic. He's my, uh, I love Ramon. Ramon's such a great guy. He's just a good dude all around. And, um, he's part of the, the whole maniacs crew and, and, um, and, and just, I met him through AJ and, and stuff and his shirt was just classic Hawaiian shirt that had, um, what did he have? He didn't, it wasn't squirrels. Mappy, what was it? Uh, wasn't squirrels on this shirt. Uh, raccoons. It was raccoons. <laughs> shirt. <laughs> He just had a ton of raccoons all over his shirt. And I was like, I, I said it in my, in my video when I was going up for the charity, I, I, you know, when I, when I put out my video, my personal video, I told him, I was like, look, I might have a surprise for you. If you went like whoever wears the best Hawaiian shirt or has the best Hawaiian dress up, I have a surprise for you that you're going to win. And this yeah. dude came, he showed up and he conquered that with that raccoon Hawaiian shirt was just <laughs> It's like what a legend! Like awesome. That's crazy, bro. That's yeah. so funny. We got DNVND says sub. Welcome aboard, bro. Welcome aboard. Yeah. We also got. I'm, I'm assuming that's Donovan. Um, Donovan's local trail legend with us rides with us all the time. What's up, boy? Yeah. What's up, Donovan? Actually, showed up. Uh, just a little earlier, Joey and I showed up and got some hot laps in with Donovan and Andrew, which was super fun. Yeah, got I get laps in. And then uh, I think Donovan, or no, it was Mappy. He took a picture. We took a group shot, and they sent it over to Fred. And they're like, oh, Fred didn't make it today. He's That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, classic. That's so funny. So good. Donovan, good to see you, brother. Trump him saying, man, have you seen local writer Anthony Sanabia ride at Dog Park? He is so fast. Yeah, Anthony's yeah. trail pimp. Anthony's a he's my, he's my boy. I like him. Anthony's a good dude. Rips on a bike, super fast. Um, you'll see him topping the leaderboard all the time on Strava out there too. He's oh yeah. He moved. He was living here in San Clemente. Moved away for right now, but uh, 
but still comes back down. He's actually really good friends with Austin. And so he comes back down and, and hits the trails from time to time. But yeah, Anthony's wow. a, he's a major ripper. He, he's fast on it. He's good on a bike. He's so good. He's so good. But the folks out there listening, Anthony Sanabria is my favorite YouTuber to watch ride. The dude is fast. Like when I watch his videos, I can barely understand where the lines are because it's coming at you so fast. I don't think my brain process is that fast. And I think on Strava, I saw, I mean, for me, my PR, I was like, yes, I got a new PR on this trail. It was like four minutes. And it put me like in the mid pack. And I go, who's number one? I think Anthony Sanabria was a, a minute. Is it a minute and 20 seconds or something ridiculous? Like, can you oh, really wow. do car crash in a minute 20? I mean, obviously. Um, yeah. 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 We've done, I do a car crash, like in like car crash, I think do it in like, um, high forties. Good Lord. Yeah. Good think, Lord. Yeah. That's that kind of, I think that's where, I think that's kind of like where we, where, uh, where we land is somewhere that's in the, I, I don't know. I'd have to look at you. I don't really use Strava. Like I just, I don't know. It's not, it's not my thing just cause everyone's always out there, uh, trying to compete all the time and I just go out and just try to have fun on the bike. Yes, I know. Yeah. Which I love. And that definitely segues us. Um, once we finish this Maui segment over to the, to what you're doing as well out there to help people yeah. out. But, um, to wrap it all up with the whole, with the whole Maui ride, uh, two things. Spoke's been asking a great question here. He says, props to Mike and company helping out the folks who were hit hard in Maui. Is there a place we can donate even after the event? So yes, yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, either you can go on my Instagram handle. I have, the, I had the link on there. Um, and you can donate straight through that, or you go on to a uh, fresh help Maui.com, um, and click donate now, and you can donate directly straight to them. And, and just so that we can like clear the air here, cause I'm, I'm very skeptical about donations all the time. Um, cause you never know where the money's really going or is it going to hit the people directly? Or is it going through some like corporate thing or something like that yeah, they take the um, admin fees off the top yeah just just know that this whatever is donated is going a hundred percent back to the people in need from lahaina whether it be the families or the first responders that are part of it um i know the people that are running this program personally um they're ambassadors to the company i work for they're friends really close friends um with uh with the the co-owner of, of June shine. And so I trust them, um, dearly and, and know that they're, they're, they're doing what's right. And so, um, so that's why I partnered up with, with that group and, and, uh, and donated everything that we, um, hundred percent of the proceeds that, that we pulled from, uh, from our charity ride directly straight to that, um, to yes. that, to that charity and, and, uh, and, and know that it went off today. So today around 3 PM, um, on uh, 9 21 2023 we as a mountain bike community were able to give back a little bit over six thousand dollars to maui Woo! that is huge six thousand holy cow holy cow that must have felt unreal to hit yeah. that submit button holy I'm, smokes i had the, i had a very big smile on my face for the whole thing i was i was happy super i mean i stoked to be able to do it and just thankful again for everybody that that came through and helped out and and uh and helped put this this great event on because 
um, you know, without everybody's generosity, this wouldn't have happened. And so I'm just, I'm stoked that it did. And, and obviously a huge shout out to YT and, and JT and, and Jimmy and the boys and, and especially Michaela over there for helping out. I mean, letting me use their parking lot and, and corralling everybody and shutting down the parking lot. That was, that was a good reason why we had great success too. So. Yeah, that was, dude, that was so good. So, so good. Um, Donovan saying, let's go. Spokesman saying, thanks, Mark. Donating now. Who is with me? I'm going to pop this up on the screen for everybody. That's freshhelpmaui.com. If you want to do that there, that goes right to it. And you just heard from Mike, 100% of the money goes to people in need for that, which was great. And um, I did have this keyed up. I don't know if we really need to share it because um, I think we all know now what has happened out there. But I didn't realize when I was making the video, I didn't realize some of the devastation of Lahaina. Yeah. And uh, when I looked at some of the, the footage as I was making this video, um, I was shocked to see this is what some of the aftermath looks like. I'll share it with you guys right now. Is that up there? Okay, here we go. Let's see. Let's go. and the death toll climbing to 111 overnight. This morning, as the death toll continues to grow on Maui, 111 people now confirmed dead. Hundreds unaccounted for. Search and rescue teams have covered 38% of the impact zone. By 5 p.m., Lahaina's historic front street up in flames. As much support as we can give, they can use GL. As much support as we can give, they can use GL. Man, that... Yeah. That's insane. Now that whole town of uh, Lahaina is it? It's gone. completely gone, right? Gone, gone. Yep, hundred percent leveled. Somebody told me there's a famous tree there that that mm -hmm. kind of like has branched off into multiple things, and there was hope that that tree, um, under the blackness of the of the burnt bark, that there was some life to it. Have you heard it yeah, at all? Yeah, from what I, from what I know, that there's still life to that tree, which is amazing because that's uh, that's what's given hope to the community out there, from what I know, and. Um, and from people that I've talked to that are on ground level there. And so um, it's, I'm, I'm glad that something like that is bringing joy to people's lives still. And, and they can see, they can see the light at the end of the tunnel kind of thing. You know, I know it's going to be a long road, but, um, and I hope, I hope things go in the right way, but um, uh, you know, time will tell. And, and I know that the people there are strong, so they'll, they'll get through it and they have all of our backing and our love and support. And so um, I can see it, I can see it really turning around and, and being good. So. Yeah, totally. I love how um, you can rally around hope, you know, mm -hmm. how the tree can signify that famous tree can signify that you can get kicked and and still have life in you to to make a comeback. And I, I definitely that warrior spirit of the islanders out there, it's uh, it's going to be in full effect for sure as they come back. As far as like tourism goes, I'm hearing things like Restaurants are going out of business because um, people aren't sure what's open, what's not. I mean, the island of yeah. Maui is still open, yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't know too much. Like, I yes, Maui's a hundred percent open. Obviously, on on not the I think behind is the west side, not on that side, but um, but uh, other parts of the island are still a hundred percent. There's there's different reports out there, but I mean, from a lot of people that I that I've talked to or whatever, I mean, they they want the tourists to come. They need them. It's what supports the island. It supports the people. Um, they need, they, they need that. Um, so yes, people can still go, they can still travel. They can, they can be part of it, part of the Island. And, um, and, and at least, you know, their, their money will, 
still flourish in the island and still help out with uh with the people that that are you know true hawaiians that a lot of them work in hospitality so that's yeah. how they make their money to support their families and so with all the hotels and everything out there you know it's it's a uh, it's what needs to happen so yeah now i don't have yeah and feel good about you know your vacation it's like we're going out there or your visit it's like you're going out there mm -hmm. spending the money and it's actually it's helping it's helping yeah, which is yeah. cool um, we have a couple here uh andrew saying that's good trail karma my bro yes definitely so and then uh spokesman saying lahaina was essentially wiped off the map rebuilding is going to be difficult and expensive let's keep the corporate interest out and give the land to the locals help out if you can well said spokesman 100 well, well said bro Molly Ross, uh, what's up, Molly? She's in here from June Shine. She says, "Great event. Thank you again for organizing, Mike." Yeah, yes, we got She's so good. Molly's mm -hmm. so good. I there's a moment in in my memory when Molly won the YT mystery box. <laughs> yeah, she, she really wanted that, and I remember mm -hmm. talking to her before the raffle, and I was said, "What did you put your tickets into?" And one of the things that Molly said was. I put it in that white tea mystery box. I don't know what's in it, but it's supposed mm -hmm. to be like for girls. And I'm like, I hope you win. And she's like, I am going to win. Cause she was getting lucky. She was, she won a couple things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And when she won it, I was like, Molly, you called it. And I remember <laughs> looking at her, looking at you guys and saying, I really wanted this. <laughs> yeah. No, it was so good. Yeah. I'd seen her and she's like, I have no idea what's in it. And I was like, I don't know what's in it either, but that's so great that you won. <laughs> yeah. I was so stoked for you, Molly, when you won that. That made me smile so good. Uh, MTV Rage says, great job, Mike, for stepping up to the plate. And kudos to YT, San Clemente, for always being amazingly open and armed host. Open-armed host. Yeah. Open-armed host, not open and armed. <laughs> <laughs> Armed yeah. with some sick bikes, maybe, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> JT, JT's the man over there. Dude's a great JT, guy. JT's the man. I totally. I remember when we were talking about the event. I said, "Do you uh, have you talked to to JT at all?" And you're like, "Already talking to JT." I'm like, "Oh, you're good over there, then." <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, I mean, I, look, I mean, I guess that, that can lead into kind of our our next topic here. Is JT's also been a major supporter and. In my in my clinics that I've been kind of uh, putting on, and and I need to do a couple more, which we could talk about. But um, that's another thing. Um, if we want to jump into that segment real quick too, I mean, yeah, I'll go full force on that real fast. Uh, Definitely. I was, I was literally on the trails again out at Dog Park, and and um, and I'm always like, uh, I always try to like give a little insight to people that just to try to help them out with their riding. Not that I'm like this exceptionally great rider, but I have been around wait, long wait. enough on the bike. Wait, what? Uh, <laughs> what? What? Uh, what? <laughs> but, uh, you it's know, I, for the folks that are listening, sorry to interrupt. <laughs> yeah, I've been around the bikes for a little while and, and, uh, and think I have a, a few little, little tricks and tips to give. And so, um, you know, I, I was on the trail one day and I was just cruising and I'm always like trying to help, like just talk to the guys that I ride with all the time and just give little tips and tricks. And I was like, you know what, like, what if I just did this for the, for the local community and just gave back, um, you know, Same. out of, out of dog park. Um, it's been kind of wild. And actually uh, a buddy of mine, who's a, who's a local um, firefighter, fire paramedic, I was talking to him and, and he kind of sparked the interest in me. Um, not that he wanted me to do a clinic, but he was just, 
it's what resonated with me is because for for quite some time it was like almost like i think it was like weekly there was like maybe one or two airlifts out of dog park um people getting really hurt and it was all over like the silliest things um silly features that could have been you know avoidable if they just were probably taught a different style of riding or or had a little tips and tricks of of uh you know from from brakes or suspension setup or bike setup or body position or whatever it may be um mm-hmm. to where then when they're going down the trail they can they can attack it correctly and not be out of control and, and crashing and and breaking a, a an arm a leg a, a collarbone or whatever it may be yeah. um and so i was like you know what i'm gonna do a a, a beginner novice um clinic I'm going to put it out there. Um, thank you, Donovan, for making me the flyer. Um, I'm going to put it out there and I'm going to see what the response is going to be. If nobody wants to do it, fine. I, I tried, right? Yes. But uh, if, if some people want to do it, great. Let's let's go to the trails and let's make it happen. Um, I ended up having over 150 people respond to me and talk to me that they wanted this to be done. And awesome. from, from that, I was just like, all right, I, I said it. Now we're going to do it. Um, and, and I'm not like, I'm, I'm not an event organizer or anything like that. I'm just a a dude that wants to, to help out and give back. And so it was, uh, I put this, like the flyer out there. Um, I had an event bright, like, you know, ticket kind of thing of, uh, just so everybody knows it was for a hundred percent for free. Um, no cost, um, show up and, uh, and, and, and get some, some tips and tricks and, so um put this thing together i originally asked for 15 people because i didn't want it to get like and 15 adults not not kids um yeah. and I'll, I'll explain why but um but adults um just because after i feel like anything bigger than 15 was like it's going to be like herding cats right and i was right. like i really want to get into the the herding cats kind of area <laughs> yeah yeah, um, yeah so, I'm too old for this yeah <laughs> <laughs> and so we show up Thank you again, YT. They they allowed me to to have a meeting spot in the parking lot so that I can get this and and sign some waivers and stuff too. And and um and ended up like I think it was like 37 people showed up, right? Wow. Um, because you know, a friend told a friend and the friend's like, Oh, I want to be in on this too. And they didn't know about the sign up or anything like that, which at the end of the day, I didn't care. I was like, Oh, I'm just stoked that everybody showed up, actually. This is way cool. Yeah. Um, and so we ended up doing it and I ended up, uh, you know, going over to intervention and, and, um, and putting on a, a little clinic and just going over the basics, uh, the basics of a bike setup, the basics of body position, um, some jumping techniques that I know. Um, and, and, and I think it really resonated with a lot of people. A lot of people didn't understand any of that. And so um, it was, it was good information for them to take back. And immediately after we started talking, um, all of the guys and, and girls that were inside of it, they were just off the first two. I don't know why, but everybody gets paranoid off the first two jumps. Yeah. Um, and they were ripping it. Everybody was hitting them. People were coming up to me, giving me a hug, high fives. I would have never done this before. And so uh-huh. it just pumped yeah. me up to, to wanting to get to do the next one, um, which was really supposed to be in September, but okay. I thought my time would be more useful for this, for the Maui charity ride than it would to, to do the clinic. So we'll end up doing a clinic sometime in October. I haven't figured it out yet just because October is just, it's a busy month. I mean, 
rampage is right dead smack in the middle and i'm trying to still i'm trying to get out there to go ride there and um and ride with all the boys out there and have fun um but i don't know yet uh um there's a little bit of challenges but um and then just just trying to find time and, and trying to make it all work before it starts i don't know i mean we're in southern california there's a rain a ton but um i'm gonna try to dedicate a lot of this winter to to building some really good trails out there too so damn man that is awesome mike you're definitely putting in some good stuff out there when i'm gonna try to pull up your instagram here because i remember seeing the post on that and uh, i do remember joey and i having a conversation of joining one of those because we we are i'm fairly a new writer i'm i started when COVID started there's so much i need to learn and obviously i've seen i know you and i i've seen your writing abilities and now that you have this i'm like damn i gotta i gotta get some tips and trips tricks from mike um the day that you were out there with people was there something that you kind of noticed among the group that seemed to be the most common thing uh yeah 100 percent body position on a bike um, was it okay most most people they they just they're on the bike completely wrong or have the bike completely set up i mean i i'd say the general person goes out and just buys a bike they spend you know six eight thousand dollars on a bike and they think it's already going to come off the shelf 100 percent set up and ready to go which uh -huh. is 100 percent not the case right <laughs> right right it's come very general they come you know uh you know what whether you got a spring in the rear or an air fork or whatever it is um they come at a very general weight they come at um set up you know just put together by the local bike shop guy whatever um so you really gotta you know put in the the little bit of effort to to make it set up for you your your style of riding whether you're going to be doing a lot of like techie trails or jump trails like i tell everybody wherever i ride you know usually it's only two or three locations but i bounce between san clemente and laguna a lot um and both of those places are completely opposite bike setups so yeah. every time I ride there, um, either one of those, either one of those, I will set up my bike accordingly. I'll have corrected air in the shocks, tire pressure, brake lever setup, um, anything in, that I that I feel is comfortable for me. I'll make sure that it's set up that way so that I know I can attack the trails and be comfortable on the trails. Wow, that's good. That's so good. Yeah, so many times. Um, people just show up to every single trail with the same setup every single time. Like I got, I got a rebound here and my, my quicks are over there and I'll just get used to the way the bike feels and here we go. Yeah. I think, uh, you know, I think, um, if anybody saw a video, I don't think there's a video out there, but my very first jump on the step up on the charity ride, right. Oh, my, bike, yes. my, my rear shock was set up for Laguna and I totally forgot about it and I hit it and, I got super nose heavy and kind of scared myself that I was going to be going over the bars almost probably didn't look that bad, but for me in the air, I felt like it. Um, so I had to go back and I turned four clicks of rebound and, and, uh, and shut it out for a much slower speed so that when I compress, it doesn't just rebound me back out oh, and, uh, <laughs> yeah, and send me over the bars. And after I did that, then every jump after that was, you know, hundred percent perfectly fine. So dude, so um, butter. So, yeah. so butter. I, uh, actually let me see i'm gonna uh, i'm just gonna change this real quick as you're talking about that i'm just gonna go to there is a i have a clip of you throwing a one footer and a bunch of the other folks out there hitting it too let me see if i could pull that up yeah that, a, little, that, a little one foot table a little one foot steez in there and have a little yes fun. it looks it looks so good okay 
Uh, I didn't want to break myself off uh, in front of 70 other people that were standing there. <laughs> and to give a raffle, so I wasn't trying to get too too wild. Too, ra- too rowdy. Um, yeah, too rowdy. That's that's uh, all the kids and Dylan. That's that's their deal. Dude, I, would, no. I still had to get back and and raffle off some sweet gifts that we had. So you were right in there with it. I mean, if that's your dial back, good grief! I just want to like a smidgen of that talent so that I can. <laughs> The roll-in on that thing is gnarly, and and it doesn't show it on camera. Just the mm-hmm. roll-in alone, it it's like a good squirrel catcher for anybody yeah. who, who's even thinking about. Oh, maybe I could do this. Um, yeah, we call those we call those the gatekeepers. To, <laughs> yeah, Ooh, uh, I like that. You know, if you can't hit the gatekeeper, you have no you have no business hitting the jump kind of thing. knocking on that door. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah like, I mean, you know, so I, you know, look, the clinic is is rad. It's a it's a good way for me to to give back to the community, do something. I know that there's people out there that that obviously are they do this as a business. I've been approached by many people already asking me if I'm going to do this as a business, and that's never my intuition to to make it a business. Um, it's more of just me just trying to be uh, a good fellow mountain bike rider that has a little bit of, uh, of knowledge and just try to help out and give back to the community. Um, you know, I think the guys that, that you pay for, they, their skill sets way above mine. So they probably, you probably want to listen to them a lot more, but, <laughs> but at least just, uh, you know, I, I, I like to, to help out where I can and, 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 uh, and I'm already out there riding anyway. So if I have to set aside two hours of, of my of my Saturday to to give back to everybody and and try to help some people out and stoke some people out and see them on the trail and and progressing I'm all in let's do it yeah that's awesome man that's so awesome it it's it's cool that I mean we've seen this season alone I don't know why maybe because we had so much rain and then the trails changed and people were off the bikes a lot but there has been a lot of injuries this season I, I feel like you know knock on wood but it's cool that you were like hey I'm tired of seeing these helicopters. Let me try to help out here and and just give some folks some tips that'll hopefully not, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, look at helicopters draw attention, right? And attention. the last thing I ever want is my trail system to be shut down. Um, And there's, you know, a hundred other guys out there that are the same way. We don't want the trail system to get shut down. And so, you know, what can we do as a, as a community to give back and help out and, um, I've been lucky enough to, to have a little bit of a, a different skill set on the bicycle. And so if I can, if I can lend a little bit of knowledge that I have, I'm, I'm going to do it. And if that helps people and makes them a little bit more confident and, and gives them a little bit more to, to do, then I'm, I, I'm blessed and thankful and, and, uh, and just excited to do it. So. That's so good, dude. That's so good. All right, for the folks that are on here with us, for the folks that are on iTunes or Spotify that are listening to this, if you go to MTB Kook, you will see uh, how well Mike Bush is being so, like, he's being so humble. But the dude rips. He freaking rips. He's crazy. He's awesome. He's off the charts. (laughs) And here's a little bit of that right here. Uh, I did get a clip, uh, which was awesome. Um, Check this out. Mike Bush. In 
insane. Yeah, let me cut this down on this. Insane, Mike. That just that whole session was so fun to watch. I I had a great time as the cameraman sitting right there watching you guys come through. I'm like, here comes another one. Yes. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Lap after lap. We've got a, a couple good questions over there too. What is Mappy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Check back in with the chat here. Let's see. We got um, Trail Pimp is saying, Mike, do you ride with Damon Hoff Hoffman and his kids at Dog Park? So I've seen Damon out there a few different times. Damon, if you don't know, he's an old legend, uh, motocross racer. Solid, solid dude in, in racing moto. And he rips on a mountain bike too. I see him out there from time to time. I don't, I've never, uh, I've never um, had the pleasure to to meet him and just talk to him face to face or ride with him. But I see, I do see him out there from time to time. Sick, sick. Kelly O'Bikes is asking, what's up, Kelly? Good to see you in here. Kelly, a student of the sport for sure. She's saying, when is the next clinic? Sometime in October. I'll announce it probably. Um, I'm, I'm thinking probably this weekend I'll, I'll announce a, a date. Um, I just got to get a couple ducks in a row and, and then we'll announce a date of the next one. Beautiful. Dude, I love that, man. I love it. Spokesman's imitating that if he was there teaching, he would say, stop flapping your arms on the jump, Billy. That's my <laughs> tip. <laughs> yeah. 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 Spokesman could be a co-host with you on that, uh, yeah, right? that skill day. Trail Pip is all saying dog park is sketch, but super fun too. Those G outs are crazy. The gap jumps are crazy too. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff out there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, good system. Donovan saying it made me realize my reach was a little too stretched out. Head over, head over the YT logo. Oh wow! So you covered a lot of things then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good covered enough. a lot. Spent, like I said, spent two hours. I'd say we probably spent about an hour and I'd say probably an hour and thirty, hour and forty minutes just going over all the details and and whatnot. I mean, it was my first one, and and. um I like I said, I ramble a lot, so it was probably a lot of rambling, but a lot of probably useful information for some people. And so, um, we'll we'll channel it a little bit different on the next one, and 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 hopefully, uh, actually, we'll have a few a uh, few companies out there. Like, um, I have to give a shout out to I didn't earlier, but I have to give a shout out to to my boy Thomas over at Better Bolts too because he came oh, in. Oh yeah, well, Better Bolts was was massive and came in clutch, and Thomas helped out a ton. So, I have to give him a, a huge shout out as well. Yeah, shout out to Tom. That dude's rad, and I love what they're doing at Better Bolts. I I love that that new Freedom Lever for the TRPs. Yeah, Freedom Coast. Oh yeah. my goodness, they're making other levers too for other mm -hmm. uh, yep. brakes, which are coming which is coming out soon. Ooh, we got a good one here. I actually wondered about this one. Andrew Mappy is asking, "What's the story behind the name MTB Kook? Because you're far from the definition of that." What is that? It's kind of, uh, it's kind of uh, the the idea behind it, right? It was just me, like obviously, like growing up surfing and stuff. Kooks just like a, a big thing, right? And so, um, I was just kind of joking around with names in my head one day, and I was like, "Let's just go with MTB Kook and see how it, how it flies." And it kind of <laughs> just stuck. And and it's so funny because for the longest time, nobody knew that it was me, um, and I kind of kept it hush hush and and whatnot and then people started figuring it out and blowing it out they're like ah oh, dude you're you're not even a kook and i'm like no like that's that's just the idea behind it. it's just it's funny um let's have a good time let's not take things serious and and uh and at the end of the day it's just all of us just i don't know it's just it's just a funny thing uh, it, no nothing really like crazy behind it but 
um, just a, a good time and I can have a laugh at it with everybody. And, <laughs> yeah. and, and I meet people on the trail and they're like, Oh, what's your Instagram? I tell them and they're like, what? And I'm like, I just start laughing because I think it's hilarious. But yes, dude, I think the first time I realized that you were MTV kook was one of the YT group rides we did and you were sending that new jump so far. And I, and then I saw, I remember seeing the footage back and I'm like, that's MTV kook. Like, dude, that's hilarious <laughs> yeah no it's uh yeah it's definitely i don't know it's funny a lot of it too is just it's a lot for the groms too because i think it's hilarious like you know, <laughs> it's just it's, it's super i just i find it i find joy out of it i think it's hilarious so that's so good that's it's gonna so be, good. It's gonna be a household name before you know it so <laughs> yes yes I, lo I love that man trump Hip is saying go see mike at gravity he's a genius at suspension setup yeah there's yeah. Dude, there's so much to learn about suspension. It's, yeah, it's there's there's so many suspension companies out there, and I, you know, I learned a lot of stuff uh, from from my racing moto days and stuff, and learned a lot of, of suspension settings and and whatnot, and what works and what doesn't work for me at least. Uh, and then I just I I just jump on on the good old YouTube and and listen to a lot of very good talented riders and what how they set their bikes up um, for the type of riding that I personally do. So. I just kind of fall in line with them and see what works for me and, and, and flow that way. Dude, that's so good. I want to get to the point where I'm not afraid to turn the dial and be like lost in click land and be like, Oh no. Yeah. Front's yeah. diving the back's Bucky. Like I'm totally lost now. No, <laughs> A spokesman saying, if you can't laugh at the event coordinator, then who can you laugh at? Speaking of uh, possibly when you were sending it, getting yeah. hurt there on that, He's also saying that I jinxed the entire MTB community. <laughs> yeah, I think that's hilarious. Yeah, no, you know, uh, I don't know uh, if we want to get into to this segment right now, but I had a lot of people that were asking me my background, right? Yeah. Uh, I know we only have a few minutes, and so I want to. No, we we, we that because I had a lot of DMs today that were that were asking me this question and um Wait, before you get into it i'm gonna just as a as a podcast or as a person who's interviewed people every single ripper that i've talked to has either come from moto or bmx that seems to be the the two things that i i see the most when i'm when i'm talking to people that are a high skill set and so are you one of those yeah so i had a, a big bmx background um, and then obviously I, I do have a, a pretty solid moto background as well. Um, Damn, I knew it. I knew it, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, BMX was always my thing is, is from a little kid. My, my brother raced BMX. And when I was a little kid, I got into to riding BMX and, um, you know, I think I spent every day of my life outside of school um i had a, a local dirt jumps down the street that i started working on when i was about seven years old and um yeah. and started digging trails and and working on trails and um and you know all my my local riverside boys they'll know it as a as a it used to be called the forest and people that weren't local knew it as the airport jumps um but uh but really it started from there um i had a lot of really good people kind of wrapped around me that were a lot older than me um, and kind of helped me along the way, showing me the ropes. And, um, you know, I, I have crazy stories of, I was like 12 years old and, 
and guys that were like 19, 18, um, that had cars, they would be throwing me in their truck and taking me to other dirt jumps that were far away so I can go ride. And, um, you know, I think times were obviously way different back then. And, um, and, you know, things are a little bit different now, but, um, but yeah, I have a, a, a few, a few dudes that used to tow me around and, taking me to a bunch of famous dirt jumps that uh, sadly are no longer around today, but um, you know, they were big in the, in the BMX plus magazine days and ride BMX days. And um, I was fortunate enough as a, as a kid um, that I had a really good friend named Matt that I would BMX with every day. And, um, and then my local guys that, that were on my street, Chris, Cody, Jeff, all these boys that, that I grew up riding with um, that ripped on bikes too. And, and we used to go to uh, there used to be the skate park out in Paris, California called uh, the Real Ride. And then it changed to the compound um, and they had a foam pit. They had big dirt jumps. Dude, I heard and, about this place. Yes. Yeah. And so, I mean, it was uh, it was, you know, somewhere that it helped me progress a ton. And, and growing up in the Inland Empire um, during that time frame of, of riding dirt jumps as a BMX rider, um, I was able to, to be wrapped around a lot of like professional athletes, um, at that time. Um, and, and guys that just ripped on BMX bikes. And so, uh, it helped me out a ton and, uh, it helped me just progress on a BMX bike. And, and I started riding a lot of contests and doing, you know, backyard jams and, um, and try to qualify for, for some of the, the bigger BMX events. But unfortunately my, um, I wasn't, uh, good enough per se on, uh, the trick side of things, <laughs> uh, yeah. to, to qualify really into it. And I didn't have any, like no one, like no sponsors or nothing. There really wasn't like, I don't know. I, I felt like back in the day too, it was more like it, as raw as it was, it was also still a boys club. And so it was really hard to like, you know, get your name out there and get into it. And so, yeah. yeah. To break in. And I was strictly hundred percent a dirt jumper. I didn't, I didn't like parks. I didn't like grinding. I didn't like doing street stuff. I didn't like any of that. So, um, but I mean, look, I mean, it was, it was a long road to get there. Um, my family, we didn't, we didn't have a ton of money and, you know, I, I had pieced bikes together just to try to, to get me by. I had a lot of, like I said, a lot of older, older dudes that, that, um, that had jobs that worked in bike shops and they would give me hand-me-down parts to put my bikes together and, and, and help me out. And so, um, I was blessed for that. And probably when I was like 17, um, I transitioned actually off of a, a BMX bike and specialized came out with a bike called a P one. Okay. Um, and, uh, it was like the first dirt jumper and oddly enough, it had, I think seven gears on it. Um, and every time I'd be jumping it, it'd like the chain to be popping off because there's no tension <laughs> to it or anything. Right. Um, my buddy Matt and I, we rigged up it to be a single speed, made like two little metal spacers, found the the right uh, gearing that we wanted, and uh, I turned it into a single speed. And, what? Uh, and I started riding that thing, and I was the only one. Every time I showed up at any dirt jumps, I'd show up at dirt jam, like like dirt jumping jams, and I'd be the only one on like this like 26-inch dirt jumper, and everyone's like, what the heck is this thing? And, <laughs> but yeah i mean I, I only i rode until i was like like 19 maybe it just as i turned 20 um and about six years i think i think i took like six or seven years off the bike never touched a bike again um is this like 
college days into yeah, like working world and stuff? Yeah. I think I focused, I was riding moto a lot at that time. Um, oh, okay. I was able to afford a new, a new bike. I had a job and I was able to afford it, a new dirt bike for once in my life. And um, so I started putting a lot of effort. I'd ride like three or four times a day um, and, or, or a week. I'm sorry, not a day, uh, three or four times a week. And I started just doing a lot of moto and one day it was just like, I seen some buddies of mine that were into mountain bikes and I was like, dude, that looks like fun. Let's get into that. Yeah. Uh, and that's like what, like 13 years ago now, 12 years ago now. So, wow. um, but I rode only for like three or four years, uh, and did, uh, did some, a lot of, uh, tech riding. Um, I always knew that I always had like jumping in my background, like just from dirt jumping my whole life. Like it was always yeah. there, but, uh, got into, uh, riding a lot of tech trails, um, oh. to in my skill and try to figure out a mountain bike too, because now I'm on like a 27, five inch wheel. And I had no idea, um, all this like 180 mil travel. And I was like, what is all this? I have no idea what's going on right now. And yeah. Did I, it feel, did it feel like really foreign when you first jumped on coming off of yeah. moto and having the BMX or did it seem no, familiar? It, it seems actually really, I got really comfortable really fast. Um, and I actually like, I met up with some, some dudes from, from orange County that, um, that I, I don't know how I met them, but, um, oh, I think I was riding Laguna actually. I think I, I, I heard about, um, Laguna and I started riding Laguna more and, uh, met up with these guys and started getting into it. And then summit had its, uh, trails. And, um, that was before, like a lot, I mean, that was before a lot of the wood jumps are there now. It was all dirt jump stuff. And so I just felt right at home there. I was like, yeah, yeah let's do this. Right. Maybe this is my stuff. This is my stuff. And then, <laughs> And then I got into like the Fontana series of racing downhill. Um, my first race, I had no idea what I was doing. So I just went and like jumped in like the, I don't know, you have like the elite downhill and then you have like the novice downhill or something like that. And I jumped in the novice one because I was like, I have no idea what's going on. I don't know the trails out here. I, I just showed up. Um, and I ended up winning by like seven seconds on in my age group. Holy crap. Um, and so I was like, all right, like, I guess I got to kind of like step it up a little bit. And so I went into the, to the next, uh, the next fast bracket in the downhill and, um, ended up still like beating guys out by like four or five seconds and winning championships there. And Damn. Was, all right. Like I like mountain bikes a lot, but I'm already like, I'm already late twenties by now. And, uh, and kind of did that for a while and, and started doing a lot of free ride stuff. Um, uh, just because dirt jumps was always like kind of my my go-to and so i started finding like about free ride areas and where to ride and and what to do and and who to connect with and so i got yeah. into that and started free riding for a, for a few years and then i took another break um just kind of got over the bike a lot of people kind of um got they, I guess they were done riding mountain bikes and I didn't really have anybody to ride with. And so I was just like, all right, well, it's no fun riding by yourself all the time. So yeah. stop riding all the way until like, I think it's probably been like two and a half years, maybe three years now. Um, wow. I took like another like five year break off the bike um, and then jumped back on like two and a half, three years ago. Um, and now like I ride, but I, I, I legitimately only ride like maybe like three hours a week if I'm lucky, maybe one day a week if I'm, if I'm lucky. So yes. sometimes I'll ride two, two times matters, matters how nice the wife is going to be to me that week. So, yeah, <laughs> dude, that's, that's right. Exactly. Exactly. 
Oh man. And every time you take a break, you probably look at the bikes that are coming out. You're like, what spaceship dropped this thing off? Like it's yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, dude, just to watch the mountain bikes evolve over, over the, the course of the last 10 years is insane. Like my first mountain bike that I came back that was like a decent mountain bike was a Trek slash. I think it was yeah. like a Trek slash eight. And I thought I had the coolest bike in the world. And then I'm looking, I'm like, Oh uh, no, I'm like still very entry level. Like this isn't really like, so this isn't, yeah, I had all basic parts on it. And so I, I ended up starting to have to buy parts and put all these things on there. And I'm like, Oh God, what am I doing? I should have just bought like the best one. Cause now I'm already <laughs> over that price. Like, um, and so, yeah, I mean, I think got like, another one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I think like three years ago is really when I fell in love with YT and uh and their bikes and i bought a capra and i bought a used Ooh. capra and and um and it was um you know the 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 capra pro and had all the kashima and all the nice parts and i was just like yes, yes. and then we went to we ended up starting to go to to utah and i started riding the rampage sites and i was just like oh God. Now I know where I belong. Why didn't I know about this a long time ago? Like, yeah. Yeah. And that's what separates writers. Some people go to Rampage and they go, damn, I belong here. And some people go, give me the camera. I'll hike up there and I will take <laughs> pictures because <laughs> this no, is here's, crazy. <laughs> here's, the, here's the thing about the Rampage sites, right? Like the old site and, like, and even some of the, like, the newer stuff. But like I'm going to pan over to the old site real quick. There's literally writing for everybody. Everyone thinks mm. like, oh, they see Rampage on TV. They're like, oh, this is the North. No, there's, you go to the old site. Like there's so much fun trails. You just got to be willing to hike the bike. That's it. If you can hike the bike, great. Um, but there's so much trail. There's so many trails there with like all different skill sets of stuff to where you can just keep progressing. Like I've watched guys go that I've been out there with, like going from like very like, um, you know, maybe some like, novice intermediate style riding to like they're hitting you know 40 foot drops and going insane so um, you know it's yeah there the, the progression there is is completely wild so it's it's a good time and i'm always happy when i get to go back out there and ride and so you're going down the trail on on the old rampage you're like did you say left or right because it's a big difference in the outcome here <laughs> yeah, Which so, hell am I going on? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So no, I mean, look, I in reality, like, you know, people always ask me like, how long have you been riding and stuff? And I'm always like, well, I mean, I've been riding kind of my whole life, but there's been a lot of off time on the bike too, and a lot of on time. And and the only thing I could ever say is, look, like, if people are looking to progress, like, you gotta mix. Now that I'm older and I I understand differently, like you got to mix up your riding. You can't just ride the same thing all the time. You got to ride tech. You got to ride jumps. You got to ride berms. You got to ride flat. Like you mix all that up. You're just going to be a very well-rounded person or rider, I should say individually. So, um, so yeah, I mean, yes, I have a very big BMX background, spent a lot of time under jumps, a lot of time thinking I was going to make something of it and it never really came to fruition. Um, and then jumped into the mountain bike ring and, so when I was about 20, like I said, 26 years old, I think I got back into riding mountain bikes and or started riding mountain bikes. And Laguna was kind of my 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 homestead for a little while until I learned about a lot of other trail systems that that are out there. And and obviously dog park. I mean, I've been riding dog park for forever, just in and out of there, just because 
my family's all down here in San Clemente. We live here in San Clemente now. And so, yeah, what a great, what a great system to have though. Oh uh, yeah. Dog yeah. Park is so good. It's insane. I mean, right down the street too, you have Los Rambles, which I know a lot of people don't really like riding there, but Los Rambles is super fun too. And there's just a lot of good, a lot of good trails out, out this way from, you know, Laguna down to here. And, and I mean, the IE, how about you? I mean, you got Greer, you got, you got, uh, you know, um, what you call it? What's a, a Vail Lake? Yeah, is super Vail. Rad. Yeah, now the boys have been putting in a ton of work out there. So, so much out there. Yeah. yeah. EC and the boys are just, yeah. my goodness. And there is like signature Greer-esque-ness to some of those trails now because yeah, yeah. of the builders. And it's um, amazing. A uh, quick question, Mike, when you were talking about you wanted to do BMX and you're hoping to make something of it, it never came to fruition. Fast forward to last weekend. If you could have brought your nine-year-old self there and been like, Mike, look, this is what you're going to do when you get older. And you know all the companies that you're trying to get attention from? Here are all the companies that are hired to support you today. I bet you your nine-year-old Mike Bush would have been like, what the hell? Yeah, yeah 100%. Never, never even would have dreamed it, to be honest with you. Like, um, it to To see how much like I wanted it as a kid to, to nowadays I'm a lot older and, and have great people like yourself surrounding me. Um, that's where, that's where, where, where it really is at. You know, we didn't have, I don't think we really had that, that kind of community when, when, uh, when I was a kid, um, you know, BMX was just super raw and, and, um, and like I said, kind of more of a boys club. And I think, you know, I heard it from, if you haven't watched, and I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to plug this in real quick. If you haven't yes. watched the question and answers from Dylan and Brittany that they posted today, watch it because he talks about this too, of like the difference between mountain bike and BMX community is the BMX community. It's kind of like, it's almost either like boys club or selfish or whatever. The mountain bike community is very open arms. Yeah. Come on. We love everybody. Like it's just, it's a great community to be a part of. And everybody's welcoming. Um, you know, if you rip on a mountain bike, people are really stoked about it. Like, unbelievable. If you rip on a BMX bike, it's like, oh, you're just another dude that rips on a BMX bike. Like, whatever. Jeez. Man. I think, I think ripping on a on a on a mountain bike is is a little bit more sought after in, in our community compared to the BMX community. Is my own take. I mean, it could be different now. I've been out of the BMX community for a lot of years, but um, but I just don't see the BMX community flourishing like the mountain bike community is by any means. And so that tells me that, that the, the, the mountain bike community is much stronger. Yeah. I wonder, was it the OGs who set that up for us in this mountain bike community or is it the nature of the sport that makes us kind of bond like this? I think it's the nature of the sport. You know, I think the difference is, is you're not just showing up to one spot and you just kind of do that. Like, you know, you can roll up to a, a trail spot and, and there's so many trails to do. Um, and so I don't care if I'm like, and I'm going to name off like trails out here at, at dog park, right? I'm going to, if I'm on car crash, I might run into com someone completely different over on intervention or jump line or sloppies or, or whatever. I'm always going to bounce into a different group and all of those groups are super welcoming. So yeah. it's really cool that, that you can intertwine in between different groups as a mountain bike community. And that's, what's pretty rad. I know. I love that. And it, it almost always whenever someone's stalled on the side it's always like you good on the way through like are you okay you good you yeah, yeah, yeah 
I, yeah, I love that's that. Like, you break a leg on on a, on at least back in BMX days, everyone's like, ah, oh, laughing at you and like, oh, you crashed. But here it's like, you know, you break a leg. Everyone's like, I swear everyone somehow becomes a medic and they want to help you out. So. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Don't touch it. We got to let's <laughs> let's let's stabilize them. Let's call it. <laughs> yeah. We got a chopper coming in inbound. X fill them right here. The these coordinates, like, whoa, yeah. are you ex? Yeah, how did you? How did you know all of that? Like, <laughs> you're like yeah, right? you know, I think a lot of it too is most mountain bike. I mean, mountain bike communities, obviously, like for the most part, is is a little bit of you know probably twenty five to fifty years old, and a lot of them are professionals. So it's just it's a little bit different. That's a different good point. idea. Yeah. yeah, that's a good point. That's a great point, actually. But uh, I mean, look, I, I tell all the parents, like, look, get them in. I have a couple of groms that I talk to all the time. And I think I still think BMX is a great lead into mountain bikes. Like it teaches you a lot of skill set. But again, there is in, in the days of me riding BMX, there wasn't the type of mountain bikes that there are today. And so the the equipment that kids are have available to them nowadays like mm -hmm. go get it let those oh, kids yeah. rip you go spend the, the the weekend that rampage happens go out there and you'll see 10 year old kids you know flipping you know 30 40 foot gaps like it's insane That's the progression insane. of these kids yeah insane and the fact that the kids have access to talent and mm -hmm. and it's and it's a coaching talent it's an open arm talent like watching dylan stark mm-hmm you know, just talking to the Groms and like, yeah, it's, interacting. yeah, yeah, he's just one of them. He's just having a, he's just, I'm out here having fun with everybody, you know, like, but you're Dylan Stark. He's yeah, just so funny. chill. And I love that culture. And I, and he ramped those kids up, you know, just, just oh, being there and talking to him. They were sending. Yeah. He was a secret weapon that came out and I'm stoked that him and Brittany made the, made the drive to come over here and, and, and go on that ride with us. And yeah, the amount of stoke that came out of those kids, those, the kids were so pumped on it. Like, you know, <laughs> yeah. CJ to throw a suicide in front of Dylan Stark. I guarantee yes. he's at school every day talking about it, saying, dude, I threw a fat suicide in front yep. of Dylan Stark on the biggest step up in San Clemente. Like, yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. And, you know, his buddies are right there with him. Like, you did, man. I was there. Yeah. I saw it. It's I on was... my phone, bro. I got it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. I just love that the kids have access to that, you know, and access mm -hmm. to instagram and and they can they can they can interact they can see things can be done it's like well, a think, step closer yeah i mean i think at the end of the day too like i wish i kind of like i look back at it and i'm like dude i wish i had this like type of technology when we were kids like Terrorist. think about like think about like trying to get sponsors or trying to do something within the industry it's a lot more accessible now now that they oh, can no. see you i used to like have to go through some janky website to figure out how to like submit some random video that my buddy shot like on this big camcorder on this, like, <laughs> yeah those big eights oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, like dude hey bro i gotta go back and i gotta go home and put this on a dvd and try to rewind <laughs> like and try to clip it up <laughs> like no like they don't, they don't even know nowadays like yeah so, yes exactly uh, or shoot back in my day when it was skateboarding i would have to use the camera as the as it connected to the VCR and they use the VCR to edit by like just pressing play and pause, play and yeah. pause, and fast forward this. And then, and then you send the tape in like, what's the address? And you send yeah. it in and then, you know, usually get, you get like a thing of stickers back later. Like, sorry, we're full this year. Right. 
and yeah, every we'll year you submit mark yeah. <laughs> here's some <laughs> stickers bro i was yeah. like thanks for the sticker it was but so hard. I was super stoked to rep that sticker though, because they were oh, yeah. back to me. Right on the folder going into my backpack for school, like pop right, right there. Yeah. Uh, is insane. And then fast forward, insane. right? And then fast forward and you're writing out there with Steve Caballero. Like, whoa. Yeah. Right. Like I that I idolized as a kid, just watching. Yeah. I didn't I that's one thing I didn't do when I was a kid. Like I didn't skate at all. Um, you know, I've like I rode BMX, I surfed, I, I snowboard, wakeboard, like all these things, but I've never skated and and uh, but I always knew Steve Cavill, obviously, from just action sports. And I used to look up to that dude, man. Like he uh, just like he was just it seemed like a very genuine guy and just a ripper and, and stuff. And now, like now that I'm at like older and props to Mappy for the introduction, but like being able to like talk to Steve and ride with Steve and and, and just have conversation with the guy. He's such an awesome, just a humble dude. He's a good dude. Yeah, it's so cool, man, how everything's changed. Like, you're right, like, before, they were, like, behind magazines, and, like, you never mm -hmm. see them. And and now with Instagram and connections and people and us being older and being able to feel comfortable just approaching folks, like, wow, wow. Our little, our, the, the little kids inside are so stoked right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm, like a, I'm like a giddy little kid when I get when I see those guys. Like, wow. Dude, I still look up to you. <laughs> yeah, I know exactly. Like, did that? Say, did I say that out loud or did I say that inside? I hope yeah. I said it inside. Yeah. But if it came out out loud, I really do. <laughs> yeah, right. It's hilarious. Dude, your group ride, I was trying not to fan out because yeah, Dylan Stark there, Sabrina Patton who's a ripper, yeah. Brittany who's a ripper, like all mm -hmm. these rippers. And I was just going around with my camera, like, yeah, yeah, cool, cool, we're cool, we're cool, we're cool. Yeah. Did I say anything out loud that I should yeah. be embarrassed about? <laughs> no, no, no. Okay, we're good. We're good. <laughs> No, yeah, I was stoked. I was stoked. Uh, it's I'm I'm always talk about two women that rip on mountain bikes too. Yes. Sabrina and Brittany. Absolutely. Like I I feel like they're so like underrated. Like people don't even really like I mean, I know like Brittany, like obviously, but like they they rip on bikes too. And I mean Kelly's oh. coming. I know Kelly's on here right now. Like she's ripping yeah. on you know, a lot of people are starting to rip while uh, the women are just insanely just coming talented and and it's kind of fun you know i have a two and a half year old daughter and and uh i'm always like on my phone and i'm always showing her like oh these are the girls that are ripping like she doesn't know but like <laughs> right you one day like i want you to be there like i hope she's into it so no i'm mm -hmm. stoked on it all. i'm stoked on the women that are that are ripping out there right now me too and maybe someday it'll be instead of like there's red bull formation and red bull rampage maybe it'll be like there's red bull rampage and they're all like yeah. Rider, yeah, rider yeah it, it i Yes, I would love that more than anything. Um, you know, it's going to be like any other sport. I think it's if you've never been to Rampage, like it's such a crazy long event in one day. Like there's just so much that goes into it. So I think they need to. I think they need to like Ramp like Red Bull needs to do a better job at like from the organizing side of things to get it done. But it needs to be like a two day event, um, and and not like if it's like a money thing, like obviously Red Bull's got more money not to do it, but like right. if it's a sponsorship thing or whatever, I mean, let, they don't let like, they don't let a ton of people like you have to be industry or something like that. Like the tickets go on sale and they're gone right away. Like right. get a crowd there, man. Let people like, let people buy into it. Like totally or 50 bucks a ticket or something like that. I'll pay 50 bucks to go watch it. Cause it's the gnarliest thing I've ever seen. So Heck yeah. I pay 55 bucks just so I can hold on to a rope so That's I can right. go there and watch it. Like this is yeah, let's get in there and, and, and get this thing going. And 
seriously and, uh, and watch watch uh watch the women rip the trails apart right exactly yeah i agree i mean hey they're i and that's got to happen soon because the the writer i don't even say men or women now it's just they freaking rip mm-hmm. <laughs> they're such oh, yeah. rippers but dude, 100%. Um, you know, I think it's going to be I think it's gonna be a next generation of uh, of girls coming up that are probably in their teenage years right now that are going to be coming out. I've seen a couple of the of the young girls that uh, they're probably, you know, 16 to, to 20 years old that are that are throwing flips and and doing crazy tricks and stuff like that. And that's where it's really going to come down to. I mean, at the end of the day, it's a it's it's a business, right? And it's entertainment and people want to see you know, um, well, like Simonuk and, and Reader and those guys and Simonuk throwing a tail up down a 60 foot, you know, drop like that to me is like, I don't, I don't even know how to fathom it. Like I, I look at that thing and I'm like, what are you doing with life? Like you are an insane human being. That is wild. Right. Like, I tell you what he did, Mike, here's the industry yeah. secret. The GoPro lens that we all watch through video he figured out how to make contact lenses. Yeah, right. He's looking through that because if he was looking like the rest of us look down stuff, it's a, a hard no. Yeah, hard, <laughs> hard, hard to no. pass on that. Like absolutely not. Yeah. <laughs> kind of, yeah, we've done some pretty big drops out there, but that thing is just like what he did and just some what those a lot of those guys do. I mean, Dylan's run, everybody's run out there is just yeah, in so freaking sane to me. Yeah. And I didn't realize this, but I did not. I thought for sure our local boy Dylan Stark was a shoe in this year. I did not realize he didn't get the invite, especially after some of the highlight reels he's been putting out lately. You know, like yeah, listen, listen listen to the to the question and answers that they did today because he 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 talks and he explains it and he dresses it and you know there's there's probably some some weird things of of why it didn't happen, but I mean at the end of the day, like. You know, he didn't get his second run because of the wind and and stuff. I mean, he put like a kind of a safety run on the first run, which I the first run was a gnarly run to begin with. Yeah. Um, but he put a safety run in, and and in my brain, I'm like, if that was your safety run, what the hell was going to come out on the second run? Seriously, yeah, right? Wild as it gets, but um, handrail. <laughs> yeah, the handrail. I mean, that huge canyon gap with the really? tough lander over it. Like, holy cow, that was insane to me, but. Um, but you know, he'll, he'll have his day again. I, 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 he'll get back into it. And if not, I mean, whatever, I, you know, proving grounds is super awesome. True. For him. And True. You know, one day, I mean, I know it's more of like racer stuff, but it'd be rad to see him in like hard line or something like that. Like, you that imagine? I wouldn't even know because those guys are all racers and, and you bring a free rider like him. I mean, I know like, um kyle straight was just out there and did hard line and stuff but like yeah. it, to see somebody like dylan like is where he, the kind of guy he is like yeah i want i want to see that like, <laughs> sales ticket sales for yeah. sure have someone like him come in there people yeah. be intrigued yeah. oh yeah oh definitely uh mike let's uh let's check in with the chat real fast yeah. um and i think we answered this one donovan had asked what age did you first did you get your first MTB? So not until later in the twenties. Yeah, 20s. I was twenty six when I got my first uh, first mountain bike. Damn! And uh, Trail Pimp is asking, Mike, are you going to be at Summit on nine thirty? The Trail Dogs group ride. Um, I don't know. I'm still trying to just plan around to see exactly when. I know I I have a few of my boys that we want to go up there and hit it one last time before they shut down. So, um, 
I would like to say yes, but Summit's kind of one of those places that I don't generally like to ride in massive groups because it can get dangerous for me, like personally, real quick. But, yeah. um, but, uh, but no, I, I, I want to go, you know, link up with those dudes. Those guys are all rad over there too. So, um, I would like to, I would like to go out there. It's just I gotta, I gotta figure it out and plan it out and make sure that you know family stuff always comes first for me. So, yeah, uh, if we have nothing going on, then, uh, then yeah, I'd love to get out there and, and go rip it with everybody. Makes sense. There you go. There you go, Trail Pimp. If he's there, make sure you come up to Mike Bush and say, what's up? Spokesman's calling you a bike guyver by all the different experience that you had and uh, switching out parts. So bike guyver, you owe SoCal. Danny's in the house. Uh, sometimes he's working there on the in Long Beach. He's saying novice 50 plus is, is his skill set. So I wouldn't call Danny a novice. He's definitely more intermediate rider he's being humble as well <laughs> spokesman saying n plus one definitely when it comes to uh the bikes trail pimp is saying direct to consumer means all that bling for half the price talk about yt yeah um trail pimp saying steep and loose uh steep loose tech is my favorite so yeah, yeah. come on it's down good. and get some laguna in you might like that uh let's see we got uh, Mountain Bike Q&A says he was so nice and chill at the ride and shine. Oh, talking about uh, there was a spotting of one of our legends on bike, Mr. Don Zabo. They got to meet. Speaking of legends. Uh, Don, yeah, where is Zabo right now? I don't even know where that guy's at these days. Yeah, Zabo. He unfortunately had some health issues and stuff. But yeah, exactly. that's yeah. Yes, yes. He definitely is fighting through, um, hopefully making a comeback, fighting through some health issues. So, Don, if you're listening, we hope you can make it back to the bike. We miss you out there, brother. Yeah. Definitely a, a sender for sure. Mm -hmm. um, let's see. Just spokesman saying, sorry, my alarm went off. He's just uh, <laughs> talking about our, our noise. Steve Luz, take my favorite. He's so chill. What do we have here? I would have loved to ride my, my ride today. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Spokesman. Actually, Spokesman was in Topanga Canyon riding out there in the L.A. area. Uh, there's so, some good things up there. Yeah, you got some steep and loose out there for sure. Um, Trump Pippa saying, is gas $8 a gallon now in San Clemente? No, oh, dude, it's close. It's like in the $6 range now. It's kind of – it's getting it's getting out of control, that's for sure. Like, that's – Living in San Clemente and, and go that's part of like going all the way to Summit. I mean, that's it's a trek. It's a it's a <laughs> yeah. two, like a two and a half hour journey, you know, two, two and a half hour drive. And it's just I drive a um a big Ford E three fifty van and yeah, that thing loves to, to drink the gas. So that thing's yeah. <laughs> drinking the gases. It's uh speaking of drinks, what are you drinking right there, Mike? You drinking some June shine by chance? Yeah, well, it's our uh, it's going to be it's our new uh New beer that we're about to launch here in a little bit called Easy Rider. So, Wait, yeah. I, let me get a full layout of that puppy. Uh, did someone say beer? Check this out, folks. Easy Rider, Easy Rider by June Shine. When does yeah. that thing launch? Uh, we'll launch in January. And what does it taste like? What is it? It's a it's a light American lager. Ooh, ooh, ooh! For the folks who are interested. Um, Probably something like a little bit uh, better than uh, like a Coors Light, but a light beer like that. Nice. Perfect post-ride drink. 100%. I mean, shoot, we had, I think I brought like 130-something cans to to our ride for uh -huh. uh, afterwards, right? Um, of June Shine Mix and, and Easy Rider, our, uh, our beer that we're going to be launching. Um, 
all of it was gone in like <laughs> like an hour and a half. And I was like, no, my community came through. Yes. Love it. So yeah, no, it was it was good. I'm glad that everyone enjoyed it and had a good time. So yeah. I ran over, which I thought was early enough when we got back. I ran over there, put my helmet away, gloves off and all that stuff. I came back. There was a 21 and under, or there was the, the 20 and under. Yep. And there was a 21 and over. Mm-hmm. And I like popped it open and I was like, those easy riders are all gone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. People are that was slamming. They're, they're having a good time. So I'm glad that everyone came and had a good time for that. Heck yeah, yeah man. That was definitely one of those you snooze, you lose. <laughs> for sure. Uh, Donovan saying adventure. Yes. Adventure on the bike. For sure. Trope him saying no Dylan Stark rampage. Yes. Check out the Q and a that Dylan and Brittany put out today. Is that on his YouTube channel? Yeah. I think yeah, it's on his YouTube channel. I mean, both of them, if you go on their stories on, on Instagram, they both posted it today too. So. Got it. Got it. Trope him saying, look out for Talis Turk and Adolf Silva at rampage this year. Oh, oh yeah. It's going to be a good time. Heck yeah. Oh yeah. Check it out. Marty Richards all the way from New Zealand in the house is what up oh, nerds. <laughs> New Zealand. Ah, oh, that's like, if you could ever have a bucket list, that's my bucket list is to go ride New Zealand. Dude. If you do reach out to Marty out there, yeah. him and his kids ride. And, uh, they're always in the race circuit. There are like, uh, it looks so good there. It, yeah, I mean, yeah. Is that going to be loam like 24 7, 365? Or, or I, I, I mean, just from everything I watch, yes. But I mean, he'd probably jump in and, and, and tell us that. But I mean, I don't know. I, I've had a few friends that have gone out there and and, and they ride and it, they just said nothing can, compares. I mean, maybe the closest thing would be Whistler. And I was just in Whistler and, and that was like unbelievable. I mean, when you come back from Whistler, you literally do not want to ride anything that's local because you're like, I'm not wasting my time because that place is so good, but <laughs> it's it's so ruins it. <laughs> dude, um, when, when my son and I went to Whistler, we literally got back. It was in the summer. And the next morning I took him out the veil just to shake <laughs> off like airplane legs and stuff. Mm-hmm. And we found ourselves quietly sitting at the bottom of the jump line. And there was like dead stuff everywhere, like dead bush, dead bushes. It's hot. Mm-hmm. It's getting hotter. And we looked at each other. We're like, huh? So fail, huh? <laughs> and That's we still good. had, we're still in the big stoke about Whistler. <laughs> and uh, I'm looking around. I'm like, I used to be so happy to be out here. And now I'm ruined. <laughs> I'm ruined. Um, what, what did you guys write a lot? Did you write a line? And we did a line, crank it up, uh, Seymour. We pretty much stuck to those, that yeah, side of the mountain off of the, um, of what, the the garbanzo lift yeah the garbanzo lift yeah 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 how about you where did, where did you go were you all over or all over all the way over to creekside and back and all the jump lines and every time we hit everything i mean like oh, all the gnarly stuff like yeah it was it was a wild time got to meet up with some some local pros there and um and rip with them so it was a it was a good time and yeah my buddy 80 he put he put the the ride together for us up there and it was just it was a dream come true. I've always wanted to go there ever since I've seen Whistler years ago. And that place is of the Mecca. It is insane. It's insane. Did you happen to catch uh, Colin April's last video of April hitting Dirt Merchant? And did you get some Dirt Merchant in? Um, I don't know if I saw that video, but yes, I did get a lot of Dirt Merchant in. And 
dirt merchant is by far probably like one of my favorite trails Dude, it that is looks... so good how was that drop to that step up oh it's my favorite i i dream, i literally dream about that right now like i <laughs> really love to go back there like there's so many things hindsight like now that i'm like home i'm like oh like tricking that step up or just having good flow big whips like something fun over that it'd just be like all time and i rode my capper the whole time there which is enough bike but i think if i like went out there with like a two s or something it'd probably be a little yeah. bit different but um yeah. but the capper just i mean it 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 held it no problem and and uh in that place yeah those that step up to or that step down to step up is just in it's so fun it's so it's just it looks gnarly but it's so easy and just so fun and just like Jeez. it just flows that place just flows so well Built if you had that. to if you had to call one of your favorite sections there it doesn't have to be a trail it could be a combo of features what what uh dirt what merchant you, it is dirt merchant 100 dirt merchant Ooh. i know everybody likes a line but i'm not a I'm not the A-line kind of guy. Like A-line's fun, um, super choppy, but uh, Dirt Merchant by far. Dirt Merchant's, yeah, it's the way to go. Man, man. Yeah. On your first run in, when you got to the pro line, did you just go automatic to the right? Like, I just see red. I'm going over there. Going to the right, yeah. <laughs> the right line. <laughs> I, it's kind of funny. Like, real quick, I'll, I'll, I'll say it. Uh, I showed up, and my buddies were already there for a couple of days. And I was like, hey, dude, we got to go up and, like, hit some, like, mellow trail so i can get kind of like a feel for it like i haven't i didn't ride the capra i rode it like two times before ever and so i was like i i gotta get a feel for the bike like make sure that i'm set up correctly nope we went straight into blacks and double blacks right off the bat <laughs> um, and, and he was like my buddies were just kind of like laughing at me they're like yeah we're just gonna go and hit this trail and stuff and then it was like straight into a line straight into dirt merchant like hitting those big jumps and i'm like oh god like Dude, you guys are like taking me through the ringer right now. But, <laughs> right. Yeah, everything just flows so nice there. It's like as long as you just hit everything with trail speed, it was so good. Dude, that's so good. And Cage, Joe, what's up, Joey? He's back yeah, from the uh, he's back from the from the parents' night at school. There you um, go. He says Mike is definitely not a kook, and he is one of the best writers I know. Facts. Oh, thanks. Facts. Facts. Really. Facts. Um, Joey's the lucky winner of uh, of my dirt love. And yes, two four two. Who's got two four two? And everybody was like yelling. And then one guy was yelling so loud, I thought he won. And then afterwards, he goes, "Who got it?" Yeah, yeah. But you can hear it in the video, like across the way, the whole crowd's yelling, "Like, oh, you won it!" And then it's like, "Oh, come up!" He's like, oh, "I didn't really win it." And then I don't know. Here comes Joey with a with a ticket, like, "I won it." I'm like, "Dude, what? That's so sick, dude! So awesome." Joey has. um he deserved that shine. He's had a really rough this last year, but man, to see him get that shine on that. And what's crazy, Mike, is we were on the podcast Thursday prior to the event. I watched and it. That's we so were cool. like, we were like, dude, what? Um, who's going to win the bike? And Joey's like, uh, I already talked to Mike. I'm, I'm pretty much got it in the bag. And then we kind of <laughs> went along with that jokingly, like, well, let's use the, the law of attraction. Like you are going to win the dirt love. And I had the heart button going and everything. And when he won it, we're like, oh, it works. <laughs> it totally works. <laughs> like, yeah, I didn't, I honestly, I didn't see the the podcast until afterwards that you guys did. Uh -huh. you know, like, 
holy shit, I'm going to start talking like this all the time that I win. <laughs> I'm going to start saying that for the lottery all the time. Yeah, I'm going right. to win tomorrow, don't doubt. But <laughs> you got to think about it to be about it. <laughs> that's the best thing I ever think about it to be about it. I'm going to start using, I'm going to use that in my, in my clinic. Think about yes. it, guys. Heck yeah, you definitely have to. But that was like the most classic win ever. And I know because from the podcast with him at the beginning saying, oh, yeah, I already talked to Mike. It's in the bag. Like, <laughs> did he? And then the so the question is, is was it rigged? No, absolutely. That's, you know, Joey said something to me about that. And I was like, no, dude, like, I don't know. There was probably a few hundred tickets inside that inside the the box that was sitting on the table for everyone to put the thing in. And I mean, you've seen in the video, I was shaking that box up like crazy. Yes. I pulled out a random ticket and Ooh, like, you were nervous. <laughs> for a quick minute, I was like super nervous. So I'm like, all right, dude, like you're really giving your bike away right now. Like, let's call out the number. And as soon as I seen it was Joey, I was like, solid. This is good work. So that, yes. was, that was so rad. That was so rad. Um, Joey's saying, I'm still in disbelief. Right. in disbelief um going back to uh so yes so definitely not fixed <laughs> and law of attraction works not fixed just a massive coincidence that that all this kind of <laughs> came together and it's hilarious that it, it did. was so good it was so mm -hmm. good you were so cal saying biden did that <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I think he's talking about the gas prices. Yeah. Right? 380 in Durango and crazy Damn. out here. The way uh, is so good. Uh, let's see. Uh, Trump him saying, good, you had fun. Uh, fun ride today, Steve. Okay, so that was uh, for his um, LA ride. Rota Rua Loam, 364 days a year. The fifth day is Christmas in which they all rest. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's good to know good information to know Loam. 45 that minutes is, house insane gosh man that is insane that is insane Chell Pimp saying thank you Joy for giving a shout out on last week's show um <laughs> spokesman saying it's all in the wrist it's all, <laughs> it's all in the wrist <laughs> oh man he says yes be careful what you say because he just broke his chain uh, going along with that whole um law of attraction literally we were just talking about like hey when's the last time we broke a chain like oh we were talking about the chain and then the next day joey sends me a picture of his chain off he's like dude oh, we're just talking about this <laughs> like joey, just put it in the atmosphere that you're winning the lottery yes and you're in your split you're you're buying a sick mountain bike house for all of us to just kind yeah. of start and stop at and buying, me, and buying me a new decoy. I'm just throwing that out there. <laughs> yes. You got to think about it to be about it. <laughs> That's hilarious. Oh, Mike, I think we'll end it there, brother. Hey. Um, dude, thank you for jumping on the show. I really appreciate it, dude. It's, no, I, uh, I, so appreciate, I appreciate you, and I appreciate you uh, giving me the opportunity to jump on here and kind of, you know, Tell tell uh, everyone thanks for the charity ride. Stoked on the clinic and kind of tell my little backstory about uh, you know in a in a very high level um, backstory about myself so people kind of understand who I am and and what uh and what I'm about. And at the end of the day, I just try to be a good human and just help out the 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 community. So 
Yes, and you're doing that. Good human indeed. And this good human also works for Juneshine. Take a look at new beers coming out from Juneshine in the near future. Also, if you want to jump on and take Mike's clinic, take a look at Mike at MTB Cook on Instagram. Is that the main spot where they can follow you, Mike? Yeah, just follow me. It's the only uh, the only thing I have going on. I don't I don't really dabble a whole lot into into the social media, but um, but yeah, just MTB Cook on on Instagram and um, give a follow, give a and uh, and when I have my next clinic, if you want to jump in on it, um, I'll be doing another beginner novice, and then um, probably right after that, I'll probably jump into doing more of like a an intermediate um, um, style uh, clinic, and we'll have some fun there. I love it. I love it. Take a look out for when those clinics are. And Mike helping raise through the MTB community over $6,000 that went directly to the folks in Maui. Mike, one more time, if people want to donate, what is that website called again that goes directly to the people? Yeah, it's uh, freshhelpmaui.com. Freshhelpmaui.com. Thanks again, brother. Have to have you back on the show. We got to do this more. Super yeah, fun. It. So good. Ladies and gentlemen, Mike Bush, a.k.a. MTV Cook. Thank you all again for jumping on. We'll see you all in the next episode, or we'll see you out on the trails. If you see Mike out there, jump up and say what's up. You might want to look up because he'll be flying over our heads. <laughs> we'll see you guys all in the next episode. Sick. That is a wrap on episode 125 with Mike Bush, aka MTB Kook. You can definitely find him on Instagram under MTB Kook. Look for Mike Bush, and uh, my goodness, his name is opposite from the skill set that he has on the bike. And we are so lucky to have him. I hope you really enjoyed the conversation with Mike and his heart on wanting to give back to the MTB community via this charity fundraiser for Maui, making sure that the money goes specifically to the people in need. Also, the way he holds these free clinics just to make sure that people don't get broke off on the trails that he loves to enjoy. What a good dude and so lucky to have people like Mike in our MTV community. Folks, we'll see you back here for episode 126. Already got another great guest lined up for you all. I can't wait. Hey, if you see us on the trails, come up and say hi. I always love that. The guests love it. And also, if you are going through something rough in life, we all end up facing it. I always want to leave you with a positive note. It's always good to have a team around you. But in the end, it is going to be you that's going to help you get through it all. And that's why I always say bet on yourself. And that hard work pays off because easy work can be rewarding but a lot of times it's the stuff you don't want to do that you know you need to do in order to get through the other side that's going to get you there so bet on yourself all your hard work will pay off and we'll see you guys back here for episode 126